Hey everybody, this is Peter and Hannah from Gordon College, and you're listening to the Outcast Podcast, where you'll hear stories of the cross-cultural challenges and joys that international students experience while studying in the United States. On Outcast, we invite the international students to share their background and help bring understanding to their diverse perspectives on the world. Welcome back to Outcast episode three. These next two episodes will be in two parts, featuring Peter and myself as we each explore our experiences as missionary kids and share encouragement and advice from MK to MK. Peter is a senior at Gordon College, majoring in business administration. He is originally from Korea, but he was born and raised in Bangalore, India. He's actively involved in activities on campus like travel band and photography. He was a 2021 international student leader and is now the co-host of Outcast. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Peter. Thanks for the great intro, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. How does it feel, like, being on the other side? Is it kind of weird? It is definitely weird. We're just three episodes now, mm-hmm. um, but for sure, I didn't, I didn't think I would be on the other side this <laughs> quick, but super stoked for today, uh, and then, and yeah, in this cold weather, we made it happen. Yeah. It's snowing outside. It snowed, and we did not think it was going to snow. Yeah. It was, like, 50, 60 degrees yesterday. It's yeah. sunny. People were outside, like in shorts. <laughs> and what are then you guys doing? <laughs> what? Anyways, I'm glad that um, we'll be able to make this happen. Yay. So. Okay, so help us get to know you a little bit. What are you interested in? What are some things that you like to do? Well, my new habit that I picked up was photography. Mm-hmm. I picked up during COVID. <laughs> uh, I don't know nice. what you did, <laughs> uh, what you picked up, but my new habit was photography. And I just generally love uh, music. I spend an hour or so on Spotify, <laughs> just browsing through new music. Nice. And I just love reading books too. So I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to, but just love reading books in my free time. Love playing soccer, hanging out with friends. Yeah. Yeah, just like a normal, <laughs> yeah, normal college student. Nice. So what kind of books are you interested in? Do you have a favorite one? Yeah. So I met this author at a business conference and just had the privilege to meet her firsthand. Her book was called, it's called, uh, sorry, <laughs> I just lost. It's okay. You, we you, can look it up. me, you. Okay. Yeah. So it's about like <laughs> um, how in the conversation you are not the center, but it's the other person. Hmm. So it's like you, you, and then it's me. And then back to you. Okay. So that was interesting. And just to hear from her perspective, why she got into it as well. But for me, I generally love having conversations with people, even if it's just short talk. Yeah. So is this weird for you? Like you have to (laughs) talk about yourself. (laughs) Here's the thing. I am a listener. I generally don't talk about my experience or so. I just love asking people about their experience, about their life. And it's weird that I have to talk and articulate about my experience Mm -hmm. to people. And so that's, that's interesting. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for it because I think your experience is really unique and really cool. Thank you. So I think lots of people will love hearing about it. Yeah, I had a hard time uh, putting things together. I had to start from like where I was born and and all that. So it was, it was weird. So will you just kind of give us a brief rundown of, you know, where you were born to now, mm. so we have a bit of context sure. for who you are. Yeah. So I was born and raised in India, and I have a younger brother named David. We grew up together, and my parents are missionaries in India. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was just raised there for 15 years, and afterwards God called us to the States 
And so had an amazing privilege to meet the host family. And now we're living together in Alabama. So when you come home, well, I guess not home, but, yeah. you know, for holidays like Easter or Thanksgiving, do you go to Alabama for yeah, that? Yeah, for okay. sure. For sure. Okay. And does um, your brother come too? He is living with them. Okay. Yeah. So I just go to visit my brother and also my house family. Okay. That's so cool. So yes. you have kind of like a home away from home a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So how long did you live with them for? Like with my With host. your host family, yeah. It's, I think it's about, it's been about seven years. Okay. So have you been back to India at all in between that time? I do miss India. I have never been ever really? since I got here. Yeah. I'm just hoping and praying that it'll be a right time for me to go back to India. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's, you know, it's for me to focus on academics as a student and yeah, just focus on just settling first. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself ever going back there at some point? At some point, for sure. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. That's my home. You okay. Know? It's, that's where I grew up. All the memories made. Lots of my friends are there, too. Mm -hmm. It's tough. You know, I've adjusted, assimilated here in the States for about seven to eight years. And uh, this is another part of home you know, as well. But definitely, I do miss, miss India a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you do, especially like now when it's cold out. Is it good that cold in India or <sighs> no, it not doesn't. that much? No, it's it's a tropical okay. country, so it's very hot and it's, it's still warm during the winter, mm -hmm. at least the, the region where I live. So can you tell us just kind of briefly about the culture in India? What are mm -hmm. What is something very typical about it? What is something that you really love or appreciate? Or not love that much. I oh. don't appreciate that much. I don't know. Just yeah. whatever comes to mind. For sure. <laughs> um, I would like to say, first of all, India is a very culturally diverse and also very rich in its culture. Starting with food. Food is their utmost hospitality. Like mm. when you get invited as a guest, their most hospitality is to start with a cup of water. Okay. And then it goes, it, it, it elevates <laughs> it from there. It goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> This awesome. goes on and on, and it's so amazing that, like, I just fell in love with the culture instantly. And when you show love for the culture, like, they just accept you, mm -hmm. like, immediately as their family. And so just to be able to have that relationship with them, even though we're different, it was just amazing to experience. So I would say food, for sure. Diwali is another festival of India that's called Festival of Lights. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, buy fireworks and just, <laughs> yeah. Just is it similar to the 4th of July or kind of. not that much? Okay. Yeah, kind of. So is it around a specific holiday or... It's a religious year. holiday for sure. It's okay. like a, it's a Hindu. Okay. But we do it for different reasons. You know, it's, it's fireworks mm -hmm. one, so... <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So you said your parents are missionaries. Can you tell us a little bit more? What do they do for ministry? What is their... Yeah. main focus i don't know if you know taekwondo that's one of the martial arts it's an olympic sport so my dad he's a taekwondo player and a world-breaking champion at some point i don't remember <laughs> that is so cool um, though. which is cool and <laughs> god called him to do sports ministry in india and called to be the national team coach mm -hmm. in india for 10 years and that's how it started from there he was called to teach the slums you know and to reach out to the unreached basically and it's free of cost Mm -hmm. So from Monday to Saturday will be just free martial art class. You know, <laughs> kids are just like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> also, my dad is 6'6". Six, six, okay. So he's tall, dude. Yeah. You know, he's a tall guy. And so mm -hmm. kids are like, whoa. Kids are just attracted to martial arts in general. So they just learn free of cost. And on Sundays, they're invited to the church. Okay. So we 
gather, worship together, just songs and dance and all of that. So kids love that stuff. And so I think over time, it just accumulated that like, you know, oh yeah, like we have martial arts class on so-and-so day. They just call their friends. And yeah. So that's how the industry okay. grew. So is martial arts something that's super popular in India or it's not It's very popular. Okay. It's in a lot of their movies. Yeah. Like Kung Fu, whatever that is. But yeah, it's, yeah, they just really love that stuff. Hmm. That's super cool. So was your guys' ministry more towards little kids or older kids or just adults or was it kind of for everyone? Yeah, I wouldn't say the easiest crowd to attract were kids, Mm -hmm. but they were the most interested. General adults are just like, first of all, what are your credentials, right? right? They're very skeptical. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So kids are just like, I that's cool. I want to do that. The kids were the easiest crowd to get involved. Mm -hmm. But over time, you know, when my dad started to develop his career as a national team coach, slowly adults are like, wow, this is cool. He just introduced Taekwondo to that you know that region and it grew mm-hmm. over time and so people show interest and it you know it started as like we have now kids class we have adults class and yeah. whatever and and so it's it's a lot of accumulation of that okay but generally it's available to all ages mm-hmm. okay and then you said that you invite them to the church yeah. on sunday so how did they yeah. respond to that were they like that's kind of weird or did For they sure. come like what was yeah what yeah was here's the thing in india before they were really open to all religion okay so india has actually like a lot of gods just a lot of religion mm-hmm. altogether. so they worship other gods you know so when they saw christianity it's like they saw it as another form of god mm-hmm. you know so they just went and then slowly they realized the truth right and so that was interesting how their lives were transformed when they encountered god over time and their families were transformed too we could see that it's so evident how god is working so they saw it, it was evident in their lives, in their family's lives. One of the kids' dad was an alcoholic, right? Yeah. And so we're like, we're not forcing them to come to church, but at least it's like, we're, we're praying for your dad. We're praying for your family. And then not instantly it changes, but over time, we see him coming to church. Um, he's like, where is my son going? Mm-hmm. What is that place, right? Yeah. And so uh, when he comes, it's like, wow, he's involved and all of that. So he's changed and it's evident that God is just working. How common are Christians in India? How often will you come across a Christian that's not a part of your church or anything like that? Is it pretty scarce? Right now, it's still scarce for sure. Yeah. But back in the day, man, it's it's very sensitive. You definitely get persecuted. Mm. It's It's real. Before they had us, me and my brother, dad had to really encounter some of the hardships and had to deal face to face with Muslims, with Hindu people. And, you know, they're just like, you know, what are you doing right now is not good. We want you out of here. So he definitely had a lot of threats and, you know, just like people stalking him, what he's doing besides teaching martial arts. Right. So I would say it's scarce. Are persecutions still going on for Christian missionaries, you think? Yes. So right now they are actually kicking out most of the missionaries and they want to make India just one religion, Hindu, um, as their main religion. So it's been tough Mm. for sure before they allowed visa, you know, for missionaries. But now it's like canceled and Mm. you have to have some sort of business visa or something as a student visa. Yeah. So it's tough. Wow. 
So as missionary kids, we kind of all have super different stories, you know, True. but we're, we're also like very similar, but at the yeah. same time, we, we all have different stories. It's all very different. In my experience, there's always a point where you decide like, okay, this ministry that my family is doing is also my ministry. I feel a part of this. And some kids actually never get to experience that because they don't spend time with their parents in whatever ministry they're doing. So did you ever feel like that moment happened to you or did not happen to you? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say yes, over time, it did become part of my mission as well. But I think as a family, we were working together. Mm -hmm. It was pretty evident because, you know, every morning at five o'clock, we would wake up and together as a family, we would start before we would go out to do whatever. It has become our daily routine as a family. Uh, before we went to bed, we always came together, prayed again. And so I think that was evident that this mission is bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bigger than what my parents are doing even. So that was a starting point for sure. So were you helping your dad teach? What did the ministry like life look for you? Me and my brother, we would help our dad teach class, small kids. Mm -hmm. um, and on Sundays, my dad taught me how to play guitar. That was the starting point. So I would sometimes go and help the worship team or play bongo. That was a, that was a starting point. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to school in India too, like with everyone else? So for me... First grade to seventh grade, I went to an international school. Okay. And then from seventh grade to a quarter of 10th grade, I was in a boarding school. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I came to the States. Okay. Wow. Yep. So what was that experience like? Can All you of those? Us? Well, you can pick one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, yeah. I mean, after 10th grade, it was a transition to the States. So that is different. What was similar with international school and boarding school is that the people that I surrounded with, they're pretty much wealthy kids mm -hmm. that was a similar one but boarding school was just a life-changing moment for me because i had to be away from my parents right yeah so that was new <laughs> exciting. <laughs> exciting at first oh at first the first few weeks was exciting <laughs> and afterwards when i got sick and and that's when i really got homesick mm. uh, at an early age and i hated my parents so bad and i was like <laughs> why would you send me to this prison right <laughs> oh, it's no. actually a prison if you actually look it up but that is um, kind of sad <laughs> So I had no friends. Me and my brother, we would just hang out together. And it was like us against the world kind mm. of thing. Okay. So you guys all lived in India, but your family is originally from Korea. Did you ever go back to Korea at any point or not as much? We would go to Korea once a year just because of visa. That was the only time. And the longest I've stayed in Korea was just two months. Okay. That's how much exposure I had to mm. my own ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about that part? I'm just really curious. It's a lot to process for mm -hmm. sure. Even now, I think I've become better at it processing. But, you know, it's hard because when you grow up surrounding with people who don't look alike, but then at the same time, grew up in different from your parents' passport culture, right? I think that in itself is just... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot for sure. And then mm. when you go to your home country, quote unquote, it's like, okay, like, but now how do I assimilate? Mm -hmm. Right? How do I assimilate to that culture? Yeah. See, I've always wondered about those experiences because for me, you know, living in Europe, you can't tell by looking at me that I'm not yeah. Czech. And so sometimes if I talk 
they can't tell that I'm not Czech, you know? Mm. And so there's no, there's nothing that obviously gives me away until they ask me more questions about me. But I can't imagine what it's like for some people like you who look different than, you know, everyone else in that country. And so not only does that single you out, but also being a missionary kid singles you out. So you just have all these different things that are marking you as different. Yeah. Like as TCK kids, we're all figuring out who we are. But the most hated question is like, where are you from? Yeah. Where do I start from? You know? <laughs> where do like, you where start? Do I, uh, yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> oh <laughs> that, my god! That's gosh. Said, you know, we always have to explain. <laughs> See, I, I don't know about you, but like living in the states for me, every time I have to fill out my address, mm. like I don't know what to put, and every yeah. time I have to call my mom, and I'm struggle. like, okay, mom, what do I put here? Because <laughs> I generally don't know what to put. <laughs> yeah. So Same. yeah, so. How did all of that relate to you being a missionary kid? Do you feel like that was the basis of your identity in a sense? Or did you struggle with all three of those things? Like the Indian side of you, the Korean side of you, and then being a missionary kid. Like that's just a lot to put in one person, you know? Yeah. I mean, missionary kids just comprises of all these cultures, right? Right. Um, I wouldn't say the term missionary is like, wow, you live in a different culture, different from your own parents' culture, right? And so... It's not necessarily that, but for sure, most of the time, mission kids, they just grew up in a different cultural space. Mm-hmm. And so I think bringing all those elements was definitely hard at first. Like, first of all, who am I? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, starting from there. And mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a missionary kid? Mm-hmm. And dealing with like my Korean side and my Indian side of culture, having to, you know, reconcile both cultures at some point. I, I need to figure out, you know, it's not like at one day, like, wow, I, you know, I found the answer. <laughs> you, you know? woke up, guess what? Well, yeah, it doesn't work like that. No, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a work in progress. Okay. You know, it's a journey. Over time, you just realize it just makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. I can't say, yeah, I can't fully answer that because it's definitely a journey mm-hmm. over time. And that's totally okay. I don't feel like a lot of us have that figured out. And that's the cool part about third culture kids, you know, like kids who grow up outside their parents' culture. It doesn't matter who you are, but if you have had an experience similar to that, you end up creating at some point in your life this third culture that involves elements from all the different cultures you spend time in. Exactly. And that, I think, includes being a missionary kid, you know? Yeah. One thing for sure, it definitely opened up my world. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, just singled out to this one culture particularly Mm -hmm. but experiencing the other side of different culture helped me to be more curious about other cultures i'm like oh wow (laughs) that is awesome i want to experience that so i think i wouldn't regret for anything and i just love where i am just staying curious being curious about other cultures Mm -hmm. while at the same time dealing with my own cultural identity as a whole yeah Every time I meet another missionary kid, I always want to ask them this. Did you ever feel like you missed out on having a normal life? And I know that a normal (sighs) life looks different, you know, for everyone. But I feel like for us as missionary kids, there's always that one question that was like, who would I be if my parents (laughs) were not missionaries? You know, because that really changes the entire trajectory of your life. It changes who you are. It forms your worldview. And so I would be so interested to see like who I would be if... I didn't end up doing those things. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. At some point, yes, because there was social pressure. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I was young, it, it looked like my friends were living a, a quote unquote better life. Yeah. Right. 
Um, they had everything. They can do whatever they want and without any restrictions. I don't know. For some reason, there was this conscious in me holding me back. And so during Sundays, my friends would go hang out, whereas I have to go to church. Ah, uh, that sucks. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's I know. So unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, yeah. as you grow up. And I think over time you realize I just appreciate mm-hmm. um, just the journey of the unknown. <laughs> yeah. And that's really cool. You know, I think there's pros and cons to both. But what's so special about the MK life, I think, is that we get to constantly, you know, if we choose, if we have the chance to, mm-hmm. we get to take part in this higher calling. This is missions. This is what Jesus tells us to do. And we get to live that out. And I think that's really amazing. Do you have any encouragement for current or post MKs that might be listening to this? Yeah. Based on your experience? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're currently having a big question mark you know, about your identity, why you're there in the mission field or need some encouragement, know that God has called your family to play a big part for his kingdom and to be the salt and light in this world. You know, I can assure you that sharing the gospel and living among them is the most glorious work in the kingdom of God. So, and God is always with you and he will meet you where you are right now and will never leave you where he found you. So I would say trust the process and uh, just have faith in the next step. I also love that because not only does that apply to active missionaries now, but it also applies to the other people who are Christians and who are not currently serving in that way, but they're serving in different ways. And that is what is so amazing about who Jesus is and what he calls us to do because in a sense like we're all missionaries like there isn't it doesn't really matter wherever you are like you are called to the context that you're in right now and if you can live in a way that honors the Lord and serves him and serves the people around you I would say that that is also a mission even if it's not under the title of missionary now that you're off the field or off the field I guess off of your parents mission field Mm -hmm. what is your relationship with the idea of missions missions right now Mm -hmm. you said it before you don't have to be entitled missionary to do missions work yeah whatsoever you know whatever god has called you we have different gifts and god is going to use you in different ways particularly to your gifts and that is whatever you're serving in different ways it doesn't have to be going to a different country Mm -hmm. uh, necessarily but staying where you are serving faithfully just just loving one another yeah if you had the choice, would you choose, you know, I know it's really hard, oh, <laughs> but if you had the choice, would you choose to be a missionary in the future? Yes, without a doubt, for really? sure. Yeah, I think it, it's a loaded question. It, it is I, a loaded I, question. <laughs> it's a loaded question for me because at, at least for me, I've been able to witness how my parents had to live it out, that being a missionary in a different country is really not easy. Mm-hmm. You have to start from the bottom. I respect my parents because, you know, they could have had a better, quote unquote, better life. Right. But till now, we live by the grace of God. We knew each and every day, like, we didn't have to worry about where we need to sleep or where our food came, you know, all of that. Like, it's it was all provided. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, like, I enjoy <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, the anxiousness, you know, of like, yep. we're, you know, yeah. but <laughs> just, just the faith in, in God. So without a doubt, I'll say yes, because I really enjoyed during those times where it actually drew me closer to God. Mm. Cause I know for a fact, 
if I didn't choose that path, I would be rather far away and be content because everything is so convenient. Everything is so easy. Yeah. Uh, it's done for you. And you think you did all the work and where you are right now is all you, but that's not true. Right. And so, yeah. So would you go back to India or would you want to go to a different country or stay in the States? Because there's, you know, mission field wherever you go. Right. Again, that's a loaded question. You know, <laughs> I, I have a heart definitely for both the nation, for India. And there's a reason why God called me here too. Mm -hmm. Right. So we'll see about that. But till then, I think I just want to stay here and see where God leads. Wow. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. This was <laughs> really great. Oh, thank you so much. No, <laughs> yeah, the, th those are great questions. But I think I just love interacting with another MK. Yeah. And I'm very excited to hear your story. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For awesome. sure. Well, thanks, Peter. This has been great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Outcast. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to help support this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and on your social media. Outcast is now streaming on all major podcast platforms. You can also find us on our Instagram at ISS underscore Outcast. Thanks for listening.